0: You're listening to the Central Coast Weddings Podcast. Every week, we interview wedding experts to bring you the best advice, tips, and ideas for planning a beautiful wedding. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. My name is Mitch Siegley. I'm a local wedding photographer here on the Central Coast. Today, I'm interviewing a luxury wedding planner from Couture Wedding Planning Fiona's been in the business for the last 12 years and I can't wait to talk to her today about planning a beautiful wedding. Fiona, thanks so much for coming on.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Mitch.
0: It's a pleasure. Let's get started right at the beginning. If somebody has been engaged for a while and they've just decided, okay, I think it's time to start planning my dream wedding, where do they actually begin?
1: I think... uh... The best thing to start is, you know, when do you want to get married? I think that's the most important thing, you know. Um, and then if you do want to engage a planner, um, that is a good time to start doing it because we can really help you through the process of particularly with venues and things like that. Um, and so I would, uh, yeah, uh, decide how many people you want and and then start to research venues. Um, venue. um and then ultimately, uh, if you are looking for a planner, then maybe perhaps look for a planner before you find a venue or simultaneously.
0: Talking of that, how can someone find the right venue? Because there's often so many to choose from.
1: Yes. Um, I think ideally uh, think of kind of what you're, what you're into if you want like water views around the harbour or or do you kind of want to be um, perhaps in the Hunter Valley with a winery um or kind of you know out in some beautiful field somewhere and then ultimately uh i i would definitely suggest um a great crack of google uh look at lots of directories looks at lots of reviews on those venues um yeah so that's that's always a good place to start and then if you engage a planner ultimately you can just give them your dream list of what you want from a venue and they they will suggest, a, you know, an amazing bunch of different venues, um, which is, which I think is why, you know, it's great to have us because there might not be potentially venues that you've heard of or you can Google because we might have access to kind of private venues and things like that that you probably wouldn't, you know, you know see on a traditional kind of Google search.
0: Yeah, okay. That's probably a question that I think a lot of people go through when they're just in the early stages of planning wedding, and that's, should I bring in a wedding a wedding planner to help me out? What would you say to somebody who is currently making that decision? They're sort of on the fence between doing it themselves or getting a wedding planner.
1: I think ultimately, again, we're obviously quite a luxury. Um, we are an additional cost. But again, if you have quite a uh, full-on job, uh, for example, Uh, or you're after uh, quite extensive styling, um, I would definitely uh, look at planners. The other thing as well to keep in mind is that we save you a lot of money um, and obviously time. Um, So, you know, we can access um, uh, discounts that you would probably not be able to access uh, because we have great relationships with those suppliers already. Um, And, you know, we can also get you Greater value for those for those dollars that you're spending as well. Um, we obviously have probably negotiated with those venues or those suppliers before, and so we know kind of where we can take them. Um, you know what the loopholes are, and again, that you know saves you a lot of stress and time and energy in the future. Um, so that would definitely be something that I would recommend. I would also tell people to shop around for wedding planners. Um, because I think you're going to be spending a lot of time with this person. And I think it's really important to connect with that person because ultimately they're kind of going to be your buddy for the next 12 months or longer because of all, obviously the COVID situation. You know, we've got, we've got brides that have been with us for nearly two and a half years now um, who, who are still waiting to get married. So, you know, it's a very long-term relationship. So I, I would definitely suggest going to see a number of them and seeing who you really gel with and, and, you know, go from there.
0: Now you specialize in planning luxury weddings, but what does that actually mean?
1: Ultimately, it really is more of a layered approach to it all. It's more, more custom. uh, When it comes to styling, you are creating an environment, especially just for that couple rather than a kind of situation where you tick a box and you go okay I want that look and we make it in pink and here's the pinterest photo it's it's incorporating those all those elements from that particular couple how they interact you know what are their ticks and and bringing that all into the wedding um and and it's all about that kind of layering process Particularly with the styling, the styling really kind of sets us apart from kind of a traditional wedding coordinator. Um, And, you know, we spend hours negotiating with people, creating, you know, getting quotes, um, potentially custom building things, especially just for that one wedding. Um, And it's just a matter of having those great high-end suppliers, um, you know, along for the journey with you. Um, and yeah, so I think ultimately that's, that's what luxury comes down to.
0: Now, when you talk about styling there, are you referring to the physical styling of the ceremony and reception?
1: Yes. Yes. There's a lot of involvement, particularly these days. I mean, when I started, you know, 12 years ago, um, you know, we would potentially get a Tiffany chair and, you know, maybe, maybe we'd have some flowers in the middle of a table but it's a whole nother level now. It is custom tables, it's custom chairs, it's custom linen, it's, uh, you know, then the Bombonieri, you're bringing in gold cutlery, you're potentially uh, taking an entire venue and removing all the furniture from it at the beginning and completely white carpeting the entire venue just for that one event. So it's a very kind of, there's so many more layers now um, to what people are uh, wanting and what we're creating for them.
0: What can somebody expect to pay for a wedding planner? I'm sure that there's lots of different price points for different levels of service, but what actually are those?
1: Well, ultimately, we um, we basically have kind of three levels uh, that we provide, um, but the top level, the highest package, the full planning package that one basically includes um, you know every single element of the planning. but ultimately, we normally work off a minimum spend of their budget. So um, with a 10 percent of their total budget comes to us with a minimum spend. So for example, our minimum spend is15,000 dollars. So ultimately, if you spend over 150,000 dollars, Uh, We then capture 10% of that, Um, but let's say you only spent 80, then you just um, Then you would just invest 15,000 with us. But again, if you're spending half a million, then We're getting 10% of that Uh, because obviously with those weddings you are um, You know, there's a lot more involvement. There's a lot more vendors um, And you know the level of what you're doing is so much higher. So So we found over the years, pricing has always been a very interesting, tricky thing. Um, And we found that is the best way to capture the really big weddings, but also maybe not scare off like a a lovely little couple who just wants to get married. They want to spend 100K. They're having 100 people and, and they're comfortable with that investment. Then we have other couples who kind of come to us and they're like, okay, Fee, we're kind of halfway through. Got a bit like, you know, we're not sure what we're doing at this moment. We picked a venue, now what do we do? Um, And those people are great. Um, We come in with a styling package. That one's more, uh, it's a $10,000 investment. It includes 15 meetings. And ultimately, if you want to uh, have more than 15 meetings, you know, you want 20 meetings, then we just add them on. And then we found that's a great way of kind of gauging where people are at and how much more involvement they need. And then we also have like a small coordination package. And that one is a $5,000 investment. And ultimately that particular one uh, just covers you for the wedding day itself uh, with three uh, key meetings with your key suppliers on the lead up to the wedding. And so we've kind of found those three levels have really helped capture uh, all different people at all different stages um, in their planning.
0: I'm intrigued as to what a half-million-dollar wedding looks like because I don't personally think I've uh, ever had the pleasure of joining one.
1: Look, they're, they're, you know, uh, we are quite conservative in Australia, and We have obviously very expensive um, other ticket items in our lives, for example, real estate, as we all know. So I tend to find the Aussies don't go too crazy Um, you know, they will invest in a very beautiful wedding. Um, but I find in like overseas in America, um, and uh, some of the Arab countries, some of the Asian countries, they will go, you know, well past that half a million, but, but really it just comes down to the detail that, that, um, that particular wedding has, um, again, styling will be very involved. You know, some people want to only spend five thousand dollars on flowers, but other people want to spend a hundred thousand on, you know, on flowers, and that's a very different look, you know, um, and and so you know, once you are at that level and you're spending that caliber of a hundred thousand just on flowers, and we haven't done anything else yet, you know, that really starts to add up, um, and creates these kind of very um, beautiful weddings. But again, you don't have to spend half a million. And I personally would not suggest to a couple to, to over, overdo it. I would stay within their budgets um, because ultimately you don't want to be starting your, your new life together in debt. You want, to be, you want to be staying within that budget. And that's actually kind of my favorite thing is I love, I love to work with people's budget and find the way for them to get what they want through using that budget and, and using my contacts or, you know, surprising them on the wedding day with something that they potentially removed because of a cost, you know? Um, some couples, you know, potentially, they, they really wanted the gold cutlery, but once you add it up for like 100 people at $9 a pop, you know, that's an expense that you might not want to potentially invest. But again, I can maybe potentially talk to my suppliers and just say, look, guys, this is something that they really wanted. Would you be open to potentially, you know, adding it on for for this particular couple? Um, yeah. So that's kind of the fun part of it. The budgets are, you know, a very interesting uh, part of it.
0: Yeah, of course. What would you say the average time commitment for somebody planning a wedding with a planning wedding, with a somebody planning a wedding with a wedding planner would be per week? Say yes. I think ultimately, hun, we're looking
1: at uh, most likely between six and 12 months. Um, But again, it's shorter. It can be shorter. You know, Um, the year before COVID hit, we did two eight-week weddings in a row. Both lovely brides were having a baby. And so they wanted to get married before they were showing. Um, And so we literally accelerated those. That planning. Um, so we work within whatever time frame you want, um, but ultimately that's the ideal amount. That that provides you with less stress, particularly when it comes to invitations and that sort of thing, and gathering information from other people um, is really what you're what you're waiting for a lot of the time. Waiting for suppliers to return emails and waiting for guests to return, you know, are they coming or not? So, but yeah, that's, um, and, and again, we've also had two years, three years in advance. And because obviously with COVID, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that at the moment. There's a lot of weddings now in 2023 because we're waiting for borders to open internationally because that particular bride and groom, uh, family is in Europe or, um, somewhere in Asia or in the U S and so, yeah, so we're ultimately just waiting for those. Borders to open, and we can do that wedding. But we've ultimately felt 2022 is a bit tricky for borders. There is a lot of talk about June, but you never know. We might go into another lockdown. There might be other delays. Um, So we will see. Hopefully, hopefully
0: we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's certainly some uncertainty there. So let's say somebody is planning a wedding maybe, say, a year in advance how much time do they personally need to spend working on their wedding, maybe choosing things, organizing things each week before that wedding? I think
1: ultimately, hun, it really comes down to what your personal, how much, in, how much time you want to invest in it. So I have very involved brides who we speak every day, we email every day, and, you know, they're heavily involved in every single detail of, you know, of exactly what the flowers are, exactly what this is, where there are other uh, brides and grooms who have uh, you know, very high powered jobs um, and don't have that uh, time to invest. And so you would make a lot of the ex- uh, decisions for them executively, but you would be providing them the overall quotes to choose from and, and then you would kind of uh, drill down and kind of make sure that everything else is working in the background. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, we really like the couple to be involved um, as much as they would want to be because that leads to a much more personalized wedding, which I think um, your guests will see that that reflects you more than something that was kind of created for you by a planner, you know, because as much as they get to know you, they don't know you on a on a very big level, unless you want to be involved. So. Yeah, so I have had like two brides in the past that have just basically said, go see the florist, you choose the flowers. And, you know, moments like that scare you because you're like, what happens if we have very different tastes? I mean, hopefully they like my taste and that's why they chose me. But I mean, uh, flowers are very personal. So, um, but you know, they loved what I chose, but ultimately I would love them to be part of those decisions.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. When somebody is sort of shopping around for photographers, what should they take into consideration?
1: There's a really, uh, I think it's the photographer, I think is such a huge investment. Uh, you know, probably the next one down from your venue and your planner. Um, I think it's so important to ask the right questions. Um, I think make sure you are meeting the person who is actually shooting a wedding. Um, if, it, if, for example, it's a larger studio, for example, um, and they might have multiple shooters, I would make sure in that initial meeting you are actually meeting the person who will be shooting it as opposed to kind of potentially the uh, office admin person, you know, who is there to just sell you the, the package. Um, I think it's really important to actually meet who you're shooting, connect with that person, um, make sure you feel comfortable with that person. Um, I think also really important to ask questions around uh, how much extra hours, if there's an album included in that package. I would definitely ask a lot of questions around uh, wedding albums. If they're included in the package, make sure you understand how many sides or how many pages are within those albums and make sure you understand what the costs um, are extra sides within those albums are. Uh, traditionally, you're looking at maybe 20 sides um, in a package. And so I find that a full wedding would most likely lead to about maybe 40 sides. It really depends on how big your wedding was. But ultimately, it's good to know those pricing, uh, that pricing upfront uh, before you go ahead uh, with that particular photographer. Um, And I think just reading their contracts uh, is really important, especially, again, in this COVID time, if we do need to postpone, um, is there any postponement fees involved? Is there any time limit on how far you can postpone the wedding to? So I'm finding a lot of the venues um, and some of the vendors have a time limit. So they will basically say you can you can choose a date between now and, you know, the end of the year, for example. Um, And so I think it's really important to understand what those um, restrictions are um, around postponing and around COVID and what is, uh, you know, if if weddings are shut down because of a lockdown, how does does that work? Or if you're getting married in a different state, for example, like let's say you're getting married in Queensland. Um, and if that state border is closed, you know, are these all considered options that you can postpone? Or or would they not allow you to postpone because of those reasons? So, yeah, so those are kind of a few of the things that I would definitely ask.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with those. How many weddings do you personally take on or your company take on each year to plan?
1: So um, before I had my son Ethan um, four years ago, we uh, we used to take on 20 weddings a year, so about two two a month in the kind of peak period. Um, and then we always used to find that June and July were kind of quite quiet. Um, and so after I had Ethan because I wanted to spend more time with him, uh, we've now decided to just take on ten a year um, and we and we tend to go for those again high-end clients. We are spending um considerable amount of time with them um and kind of shaping these incredible events for them. So that's worked really well for us. Um again, obviously because of COVID and all the moving around and all the postponing, um, we're probably going to do less obviously this year because of the lockdown and move more into twenty twenty two um and then obviously twenty twenty three even. So so yeah, so it's it's definitely been, you yeah, know because it's thrown us a bit of a curveball.
0: Planning a wedding is a massive task and it can be really hard to know when you should book each of your wedding vendors. You don't want to leave anything too late, otherwise you might have to settle for a company that's not quite right for you. Luckily, we've created a complete wedding planning timeline that tells you exactly when you need to book each of your wedding vendors. It'll give you the peace of mind that everything's on track and help you avoid forgetting anything important. The best part is you can download the complete wedding planning timeline absolutely free. Just head to sigley.com.au forward slash download or click the link in the description. Planning a wedding is super stressful, but having the right resources makes it that much easier. So download yours today. Where did uh, wedding planning begin for you? How did you get into this industry?
1: So really, I... um I was putting myself, uh, well, we might as well start right at the beginning. So I am originally from Zimbabwe. Uh, I grew up there um, and then came to Aussie um, and came to do hotel management uh, here. Um, And I kind of stumbled upon event management as part of that. Uh, Went and worked in hotels for many years um, and then uh, decided to go back to uni and become an accountant. It's a very strange time. Um, but ultimately, while I was putting myself through my master's um, in accounting, I worked at a bridal boutique, which I kind of just fell in love with, you know, brides, weddings. You know, I was a single girl at the time, maybe reading way too many bridal magazines. Um, and then I actually got married myself. Um, and it all kind of came together. I was working in... Um, you know, in a big finance company, it was really not my thing at all. Um, and so, I just decided to quit one day and and start Couture. And yeah, it was it was a crazy thing to do, but you know, I've loved every single minute of it since. And I actually started when the GFC um, came into effect back in two thousand and nine. So the whole global you know financial crisis happened. So it was a very interesting time to start a new business. Um, But something I discovered while I was doing that is that people still get married. They might do it smaller. They might spend less money. They might have less bridesmaids. But ultimately, they're still, people are driven and they they want to do it. So, yeah, so, and, you know, as much as COVID has been another very interesting time uh you know people just really just want to get married for example the lovely couple from last weekend they were always going to get married on the 25th of september um so we planned their big saint mary's cathedral um wedding uh for them for the 25th of september then realized the international borders weren't going to open by september so we've moved their big wedding to 2023 then we went into lockdown (laughs) um So we had um, also booked a small elopement for them at Key um, for, you know, I think they were going to have about 15 people for that. But ultimately, Key is obviously closed because of the lockdown. Uh, Then we moved it to just have a photo shoot, you know, with the photographer on the 25th. And then as soon as the 11 people came into effect, we started planning. So... We did um, Rod Island in the middle of the harbour, 11 people, speedboats. Yeah, so it was really fun. They had a great time. The weather held out, which is always a bit of a worry when you're on an island. Um, yeah, so I think it's, you know, just really great to see that things are coming back.
0: Yeah. Do you have a personal favourite location or area for weddings?
1: Oh, it's tricky, and I, I do love a harbour wedding. I, I must say and because we are, you know, we are blessed with this amazing location. Um, but yeah, I particularly like working with places like um, the Grand Pacific Group. Uh, they have a number of different venues around Sydney um, and I've worked at all of them. And, you know, they're a really great teams. Um, they're well-oiled machines. They have great food. Um, and so that's normally where I would probably start and kind of work out from there. But there's some great places. Pier one in particular on the Harbor is another um, favorite of mine. We do a lot of work with them. Key as well, Hyatt. Um, so again, because um, of the kind of people that we're, that we're getting, uh, we're looking at most likely um, Aussie couples or uh, because my my husband is actually um, Asian. Um, I too tend to do a lot of Asian couples as well. And so Asian couples tend to have weddings in hotels overseas, um, back home from where they're from. So they tend to want to do hotels in Sydney where an Aussie couple would most likely want a venue that is separate
0: to a hotel.
1: Um, so yeah, so it's, it's just really their kind of background that, that you find.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for your time uh, this evening. If somebody wants to find you online and get in touch, where can they go to?
1: Yes. Well, if they head over to uh, www.coutureweddingplanning.com.au, you can also find us on Instagram, TikTok. Oh, my God, my my latest favorite thing. Um, And, yeah, so, and, you know, I love a chat. Um, And even if I'm not able to potentially do their wedding, if I'm, if I'm booked, then I'd love to also suggest other great planners in Sydney for them to go see. Yeah. So yeah, call me anytime.
0: Thanks for supporting the podcast. If you're planning a wedding and you want to stay organized, then the free resources that we have for download will help you out a ton. They'll make sure that you don't forget anything important and help keep you on track when you're planning a wedding. To download yours for free, just head to sigley.com.au forward slash download or click the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.